If you're new to Holly Randall Unfiltered, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for checking the show out. I hope I can convince you to subscribe and enjoy the weekly interviews that I post every Wednesday. Now, my show is a collective of all different kinds of interviews. Yes, I interview a lot of people who work in the adult industry, but I'm also expanding the narrative to include all kinds of guests who touch on the subject of sexuality in one way or another. For example, if you want to check out some of my more cerebral interviews, where I talk to academics about studies on human sexuality, I would suggest you check out last week's episode with best-selling author Chris Ryan, or my recent interview with Angela White. Yes, she's an academic. She graduated from the University of Melbourne with a first-class honors in gender studies, and had her thesis published in a distinguished text on studies and sexuality. Or if you want an episode that's going to make you laugh out loud, I would recommend my interview with either comedian Kate Quigley, disgruntled porn director Mike Quasar, or real-life porn couple Jesse Jones and Jacqueline Taylor. If you want to learn about the sordid backstories behind your favorite celebrity sex tapes, check out sex tape broker Kevin Blatt, who tells the truth behind the infamous Paris Hilton sex tape. If you're looking to get to know some of your favorite big-name stars, I also have interviews with Lisa Ann, Nicole Aniston, Danny Daniels, Asa Akira, Caden Cross. Hell, just look back through all of my episodes. I've interviewed some of the biggest names in the adult industry today. And finally, if you want to listen to my absolutely favorite episode and get an idea of where I came from, I would highly recommend you check out my very first interview, which was with my parents, Suze Randall and Humphrey Knipe. They have incredible stories about the porn industry in the golden age of the 70s and 80s that will definitely surprise and fascinate you. So go ahead, binge listen to Holly Randall Unfiltered. It's a great way to pass the time, laugh, and get to learn something new about subjects that have so often been shrouded in mystery and misinformation. Today, I have some great news. I'm very excited to announce that I have a new sponsor, Adam and Eve. Now, this is a company that I've had a very long history with. I used to shoot all their box covers and promo material for the AVN show in Vegas, and so I'm very excited to be teaming up with them again. Adam and Eve is one of the oldest and biggest retailers for sex toys, lingerie, and movies, and they're doing a special just for my loyal listeners. For any one item that you buy at adamandeve.com, you will get 10 free gifts. Yes, that's right. Not one, not three, not five, 10. Just use the code Holly at checkout. That's H-O-L-L-Y for your 10 free gifts. Oh, and there's one more thing. You get free shipping. So please support this show by supporting my new sponsor, Adam and Eve. You won't regret it. That's adamandeve.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by my favorite porn for women website, balesa.co. This is a sex positive platform that offers not only free porn movies tailored especially for women, but also erotic fiction and articles all about our favorite subject, sex. These are some amazing people who run an amazing website that cares not only about giving you a different kind of porn to enjoy, but they also support women's issues and tackle brave topics such as this week's article on how the Me Too movement isn't inclusive enough of women of color. There's some really important discussions happening at balesa.co and I would highly encourage that you check them out. Or if you want to just indulge in some free porn or erotic literature, you can do that too. We won't judge, I promise. So please show my sponsor some love by going to balesa.co. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O. 
Today on Holly Randall Unfiltered, I have Elsa Jean, and she is so freaking adorable. If you guys haven't seen any of her scenes, go look her up. She's so fucking cute, and she looks super innocent, but she absolutely is not, which I feel like makes her even cuter. I love when people are unexpected and they the things that come out of their mouth is totally like what you would not think would come out of their mouth. So I think that's what makes Elsa so interesting. And she's got some great stories about um, some stuff that's happened on set, which are really, really funny and kind of unbelievable. So I think that you guys are really going to get a kick out of this one. So without further ado, let's bring on Elsa Jean. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today on the show, I have the beautiful blonde Elsa Jean. Hi, Elsa. Hi, guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I really appreciate you coming on the show, especially because it was so last minute. I kind of panicked yesterday and hit you up and I was like, hey, are you available to do my podcast tomorrow? And you were, which really, really surprised me. Yes. I mean, I've, I've been off for a couple weeks now, so the avian... The avian flu. Yeah. yeah. Germs. Everyone's sick. So. Yeah. And we call it, so we call it the avian flu, not to be confused with the avian flu, because everybody, when they go to this convention, um, the avian show and the avian awards in Las Vegas every year, everybody gets sick because it's in this small casino. And there's a ton of cigarette smoke in the air, and you're like signing and you're taking pictures, so you're touching a bunch of strangers. And a lot of times, like girls, you know, you have to go out and like go to parties that night. So um, people are up late and they have to get up early. So it's this perfect kind of petri dish of like viruses and bacteria and immune system lowering variables to like make you sick and just everybody gets sick and I usually make it a point not to book a shoot the week after AVN because I know that like half of the people are going to be sick and not be able to show up. I feel like you either get the stomach flu or like you know an actual cold or whatever Yeah, because last year I had the stomach flu. And that was terrible. I've been dying to get the stomach flu. I need to lose these last 10 pounds. Stop it. So I'm like, where can I get the stomach flu? No. Next time you, I'm just going to ask people, like whoever's the stomach flu, just come over Mm -hmm. and let's make out because I'm just like, I I need to lose this weight like that. And I hear that that's the best, the best way to go. It's like the new diet, like the new. um, Get this flu because I didn't eat for a week. Are you still, you're not still sick, right? I mean, I'm, I've been on antibiotics for you know for forever. Do you want to so maybe probably, like give me a little tongue after the show I and like me, yeah, you? yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you just hold your mouth open? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's so disgusting. Unfortunately, but you won't eat with this whatever this flu. Okay, is. that's what I need. My friend lost nine pounds. I lost my ass, which I didn't even have an ass before, <laughs> so I was like so upset. <laughs> so get the flu. Uh, the only problem is is that I have work. And I don't want to not show up to work. I have three shoots next week. Fuck. Yeah, I can't get sick. Because it's bad. I was on like breathing treatments and everything. Jesus. Yeah. You know, the last time I got sick, I got, um, the last time I got really sick, I got bronchitis. And, um, you know, I've been 
well, on and off, I guess, but I've been sober for a while. And so like, I don't take drugs or drink or anything. So they, but I was so sick. They had to give me cough medicine with codeine, which gets you like a little bit high. And I remember taking that cough syrup and I was like, this is, Ooh, I feel good. Oh, I and I had, yeah. And I hadn't <laughs> like, you know, and this was in the stint of like, I was sober for seven years and then I fell off the rails and then I got, I got sober again. But because of that, no, okay, actually, it was something sometimes else. Sometimes that happens. Oh, totally. No, hundred percent. I have to be super careful yeah. about anything that I take, like even like sleeping pills, like Ambien stuff. Anything that gets me high is very Ambien, dangerous. Oh my god. Yeah. Ambien's terrible. Ambien is. I used to like. There was a period of time that I thought it was okay for me to take. Ambient at night because like I just get a little loopy for like a little bit and then I'd fall asleep. But then I'd like go shopping online and I buy all this shit and I wouldn't yeah. remember. And then yep. I'd get to my house next day and be like, "What the fuck did I order?" <laughs> yeah. It's like, "Okay, I can't do this. This is not good." Yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. It, I had to take it. Well, I didn't have to take it, but when I was younger, I couldn't sleep, so they gave me Ambient like at fourteen. It was terrible. Anyways, it deformed my face every time. What do you I mean? Went, I, every time I looked in the mirror, my face was deformed. <laughs> it was so scary, <laughs> and it would go on for like for a long time. Yeah, it can have crazy after effects. They've had um, cases where people have blacked out the next day, like they've woken up the next day, you know, like felt fine, went to work, and then blacked out in the middle yeah. of the day. Like, so it has really bizarre effects on different people. It it's affects different necessary. people differently. Yeah, I take melatonin, um, like over the counter, like That's good. vitamin stuff now. If Benadryl. I need it. And usually, no, actually, I've never tried Benadryl. I just take the the melatonin stuff, and that seems to work fine for me. I generally like I sleep pretty well now because like I have a pretty regimented like exercise and work, and you know, like I try to keep a lot of I try to keep a life balance, and so generally by the end of the day, I'm pretty. That's good. Tired, and I can go to sleep pretty easily. So. I sleep too much. Really? I think so. I used to never sleep, and I think it's catching up with me. Do you sleep like, you mean like do you take naps and like sleep all day, or do you just like sleep long, like you wake up late if you don't have to go to work? I sleep in really late, like 10 o'clock, and I go to sleep like at 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you can't get, I mean, they, they talk a lot about not getting enough sleep, I'm not so sure that you can get like too much. I mean, I guess you can. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a totally. fucking doctor. What do I know? You can totally get too much sleep because I feel sick when I wake up. Oh, really? Like fatigued almost. Yeah. <laughs> I try to set, like, because I love to take naps. So I try to set my alarm to make sure that I only take like a 30 minute nap. But the problem is, is that. Once I like lay down, my mind starts racing. I'm like, fuck, I only have 30 minutes to like fall asleep. And so then like I can't fall asleep because I'm thinking about how I only have 30 minutes. Yeah. And so that generally doesn't work for me. But if I don't set an alarm, sometimes I'll nap for like two hours and then I'll wake up and I'll be so grumpy, like super grumpy, like pissed off and I'll be grumpy the rest of the day. So. Wow. (laughs) I know. It's not good. Um, so you're fairly new. To the industry, right? Like, how long have you been in for? Almost three years. Okay, so that's wrong. I yeah. thought you'd been in for only like a year. That's, no. You know why? I feel like probably because I only shot you for the first time like a year ago. And like, to me, that's like when you got, like, you didn't exist before I shot you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, you, sh- yeah, I shot for you about a year ago, right? Because it was the for Twisties. Time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
I feel like I was still fairly new because you know how you're kind of new until like two years. Yeah, yeah. So, so how did you get into the industry? I was a stripper before, mm-hmm. and then I would send solo videos out to the people that would come in, mm-hmm. and I would just kind of just go to the bathroom and quick like shoot a solo video. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to. Well, I actually wanted to get more people to come in to buy the solo videos because I was making a lot off of that. So I was like, I will shoot a boy-girl or something. And then, I don't know, in my mind it made sense that it was going to bring more people in to buy more solo videos. Right. But it ended up just quitting, stripping, and then just shooting. Because it made more sense. You suddenly saw this whole other avenue and this whole other career path that you could go down and you could make way more money. And Less then, time. And, yeah, because yeah. stripping is like a big hustle, isn't it? It is, and it's not easy because I did it for a long time, but I mean, there's bad days where you don't make anything. So you're there for, you know, nine hours on a Monday and you got the morning shift and like it's who? snowing out and, you know, you, you don't make anything. So they don't pay you by the hour at all? You only live off tips or do they just pay you such a small amount? By the hour. So I stripped in Ohio, and they don't pay you hourly. Um, in D.C., they pay you hourly. So at least you made money hourly um, in D.C., but it snows, and the winters are really bad. Mm-hmm. So so people just wouldn't make it out. Yeah. Or oh. it's slow. You know, like I know Valentine's Day is a... I would make so much money on Valentine's Day, but there's certain days that you make a lot, and then other days it's just bad. Yeah. So and then you got to like hustle guys for lap dances. Yeah, DC there was no lap dances, but it was fully nude with alcohol, so you mm-hmm. only made your money up on stage. And right. then Ohio, you could do the lap dances, but I didn't like doing lap dances, so I only did two lap dances my whole time stripping. Oh wow, I hated it so much. Was it just like you? Was you were too close to people that you didn't know and. One, the first time I gave a lap dance, a guy like came in his pants in the first like couple seconds. So I got like really scared. And then, that's so gross. And then the second lap dance I gave, the guy had really bad dandruff and there was those like those black lights or whatever. And I could see it like on his shoulders and his head and stuff. And I was like, and like just all over his clothes. I was like, I don't think I could do this because it's going to. Oh, like god, get on me! His that's dandruff. so gross. Oh my god, that's so gross. Yeah, so I was like, I, the lap dance stuff is just not for me. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. But now, do, so now that like you've got a big name and you're in the industry, do you feature dance now? Not yet. Okay. I've been asked to a couple of times, and I don't know. I kind of have like bad flashbacks. I can. I kind of want to dandruff take, man like, put you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to like take a long break from. Yeah. From the stripping. So, yeah. Because I know it's different, and I know you probably make way more, and mm-hmm. you can sell all your stuff. So mm-hmm. I know I can make a decent amount. Yeah. And I also don't do any pole tricks. I only talk to people. Okay. Or, or I did only talk to people. So I'm not a really good stripper. <laughs> I've never been, a, you know. Yeah. I honestly like those girls who do pole tricks. It's so impressive to me. I took a um, a pole dancing class, and uh, I tried to do a couple of tri- of pole tricks. And the girl like actually 
like had me try some advanced moves because I was strong from boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had me do like the upside down thing, but like I was fucking terrified. And then I had bruises all over me for yeah. like three weeks. And um, I was like, how do like, I can't walk around like this. It looks like someone kicked my ass. And she's yeah. like, well, after a while, I guess you you learn how to dance in a way that you get less bruises because you're not like flinging yourself around. You're more careful with the placement. But I don't think your body becomes like resilient to bruises. So like, I would think that you would still get them. And then you come back and you do like modeling jobs. And then, I mean, at least for me, I know if a girl shows up with bruises all over her, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, I got to try to cover it with makeup and then it gets all over the clothes and it gets all over the furniture and it gets all over the other performer and it's just like fucking, and it's body makeup so hard to do. Right. Especially for bruising. Yeah. Because I've had my tattoos covered and a couple of bruising. It takes like hours to cover it. It's terrible. And it's just, and also too, because like generally with body makeup, like like with your face, you're covering your entire face with foundation, right? So it's mm-hmm. easy to match and blend. But with bruises, you generally don't want to cover the whole body with no, makeup. No, it looks bad. Yeah, and also too, it'll come off on everything. Yeah. So you've got to like try to blend like one spot with the rest of your natural skin, which isn't even like foundation is. It's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it's really a pain in the ass. But you get used to the bruising kind of when you're stripping because my knees would because it. We would do a lot of floor work, so mm-hmm. my knees were always bruised. Yeah. And then after a while, maybe I just wasn't like pushing down so hard on my knees or something, yeah. but I, I didn't get as many bruises. So I wonder if your body does, though, get used to like, I don't know if you bruise less after a while, like it reacts less strongly to the impact. Maybe. Because that would make sense. I don't know. We should, if there's a doctor listening that knows about this thing, tell us because I am curious. Like, can your body get used to bruising? I think you get used to not squeezing the pole. Because, you know, like when you're doing the classes stuff, didn't you feel like you were squeezing with your legs like super tight? Yeah, because I didn't want to fall on my fucking head. Yeah. So maybe after a while, you just get, like she said, you get used to not having to squeeze so tight because you're comfortable. But I've seen so many girls, you know, they're drinking and whatever, and they fall, they hit their head, they oh, do those suicide drops. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one girl, she would always drink, and she would always do a suicide drop, fall, hit her head, and she would wear a wig, so the wig would <laughs> bounce off every single time. I'm like, this girl is not going to be making money. Like, you guys need to get rid of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that you saw some um, train wrecks probably when yeah. you were working. So many. I miss it sometimes. For Just the, the people watching? Yeah, yeah. Do, do you, is there anybody that sticks out in your mind particularly that was like super entertaining besides the wig girl? Well, she did a couple of things that were pretty entertaining. I don't know if she was always on Adderall or something, but I remember one time we had a locker in the bathroom because she wanted to come out and kill everyone. Oh my and God. she thought everyone was laughing at her and we were laughing at her because she was on drugs, but no one was laughing. I don't recall not like not even one person laughing. So we had to lock her in the bathroom oh my God. the whole night and she was just like raging. That sounds like more than Adderall. Yeah. Like that sounds like she was on some either something Anger. else or she's got some serious mental issues. Like speed or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I know. Oh my god. But there was oh, there was one girl that every time she drank she would walk with her ankles turned in. 
Oh dear! And, like Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole like, time. have you? There's actually a video online if you look it up. It's called like the Las Vegas Walk or something like that, and it's just um, girls, drunk girls in heels, like trying to like walk down the casino yeah. and just like their legs buckling in and their ankles buckling in, and it's just like, I mean, if you think about it, and actually, I'm wearing like platform shoes today, and I was walking here, you know, and I'm sober right now, and okay. I was thinking. To myself, because I almost never wear heels, because I'm just like, when you get older, you just like don't want to deal with it. It's just, it's right. so uncomfortable. Right. And um, and I was saying to myself, and I'm like, I'm having a hard time walking in these sober. Like, who thinks it's a good idea to? First of all, who came up with the idea of high heels in the first place? And then you decide that high heels are something dressy that you wear, so you wear it when you go out, and then usually when you go out, you go and you drink. So basically, like, not only are we putting, you know, girls are putting things in their bodies that like make them inebriated, make it harder for them to, all their motor skills have gone out the window and then we're going to put them on like fucking little stilettos. And it's like, how do you not just eat shit all the time? I mean, I've been pretty drunk before and I've never had so far any accidents when I'm wearing heels, but I'm sure the day will come. Yeah. I had a... I had a really bad one once. So I was in Vegas oh, no. at the AVN show and I was drunk. This is a long time ago. And I was talking to, we were at like some, I think it was like a wicked private party or something like that. And I was talking to this girl, Bobby, oh, she was from Australia. I can't remember her last name right now. But anyways, I was talking to her and right behind her was like a glass table with all these drinks on it. And we were just standing, blah, blah, blah. And then like, chatting I don't know what happened I just I didn't even move but just suddenly like my legs buckled under me or my ankle buckled yeah Yeah. I just like gave out and I fell forward onto her and we both crashed backwards into the table and shattered the table and shattered all the drinks it was like this huge like and I wasn't even moving were you hurt like cut up after that no neither of us were that's good at least I know I actually couldn't fucking believe it it could have been shit so bad but she had like a couple of bruises but yeah I know I was I I felt really bad I've done some pretty nothing like that I've just done some pretty unnecessary stuff yeah (laughs) when you were drinking yeah I feel like everybody could probably say that yeah I think that we've all had experiences that we've done things that we Later on, we're like, I could have just not done that. That would have been better if I had not done that. But it was funny at the time, right? Yeah, it's funny at the time and uh, just not, just later, not good, not good. (laughs) Oh, well. Um, Okay, so you were stripping and then you decided to try. So, what, so this first boy girl scene that you did, like, how did that come about? And where were you? So, I had a sugar daddy here okay. in California mm-hmm. and his next door neighbor, which I forget who he was, but he used to be an adult. So okay. I was talking to him about it and he, I was like, so how do I go about it? Cause I don't want to get myself, you know, like there's people that shoot porn, but they're, it's not really porn. They're, yeah. you know, shoot, I don't know. You like show up stuff. Yeah, I didn't want to, you show up to like a hotel room and it's like one guy and like a camera on a tripod and you're right. like, what you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like it's I'm like gonna, not a real production. No, yeah. so I wanted to do it correctly. He told me that I should get an agent, mm-hmm. and then they'll make sure you know everyone's tested, everyone's safe. These are you know yes. companies shoot for all this stuff. So yes. I applied to a couple agencies. 
I went with HTMLA, mm-hmm. and then they flew me out because I was still in Ohio. And well, I was here, and then I went back to Ohio because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "When do you want to come out?" And I said, "Whenever." So he flew me out the next day. Yeah. Oh, and I dude, shot. I bet he did. He saw you. Yeah. I mean, because you're really fucking cute, and so. I get a lot of submissions of girls that want to be in porn all the time. And if someone like you sent me your photos, I'd be like. Yeah, fuck yeah. So like, yeah, of yeah. course he flew out the next day. They called me because I applied online. So they called me, I was walking my dog. They called me when I was still on my walk with my dog. Yeah. And he's the only agency that took me. Interesting. Did the yeah. rest of them reject you or they just didn't call yeah. you? What What was their they reason? They didn't call me or they rejected me because I, I have really small boobs. So they thought that I should get breast implants. What? Isn't that insane? That's so insane. many people are like, don't get. I've learned now that, you know, it's very 50 50 what people like. Yeah. So I was very surprised. That's insane. Cause also, too, like you, like being young and looking young, I would think that, I would imagine that. I could last you, for a while. Yeah. You probably do a lot yeah. of like the quote unquote teen stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. If you got breast implants, you wouldn't be able to do that. So, no. like, well, that's totally insane that anyone would give you that advice. And then what? I would be shooting MILF because then MILF wouldn't really. No. I would be in that awkward stage. Yeah. Because already. now all porn is categorized by you're either a teen or you're or a, a MILF. MILF. There's like yeah. no in between. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple hot wife, you know, type of stuff. Yeah. But I have friends that are. 20 something and you know they have breast implants and all this stuff and they're shooting MILF. So oh, I didn't want to really like I should have seen um a couple of weeks ago where the teen was 23 and the MILF was 26. There was 3 years age yeah. difference between them. Yeah. And I was like this is fucking ridiculous. Or the best is when it's like a a MILF and a a, a son or you know whatever yeah. they're playing younger yeah. guy and the guy is, you know, older. Older than the actual yeah, girl. Cause these, yeah, because some of these guys are like, you know, like Tyler Nixon, he's 30. But he, but looks, he young. looks like 18, yeah. 20, yeah. you know, so. And then some of these girls are like 25, 26, but then they get, you know what it is? It makes you look older. It's like number Botox. one. Botox. The lip injections. Oh, That yeah. is 100% makes you yeah. look older. Like almost, I mean, I know a couple girls that have gotten them where it's, you haven't really like, it's not that noticeable and it doesn't make you look older, but mm-hmm. a lot of these girls overdo it and that like always makes you look older. Always. Have you kissed someone with lip injections? Like a lot. No. Because they're very hard. Really? Well, first of all, um, I will say I'm like totally straight. So uh, I've like, I never kissed know. girls. <laughs> oh, you've never kissed a girl? Oh, yeah. I mean, I have. Oh. I had sex with, well, I had sex with two women. And a threesome or just um, both were threesome. Well, one was a hooker. That doesn't count in Amsterdam. So I don't think that we kissed because she wasn't into that. Oh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I forgot that's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then the second one was actually a friend of a friend, and we were at a Halloween party, and I was super drunk, so we started making out, and then like she, and then it ended up being a threesome. Like she dragged her boyfriend in, and I was like, oh, I like wasn't really into her boyfriend, but I was like, fine. Oh. I felt bad, so I like sucked his dick because I was like, oh, you fine. felt bad because I felt him. bad for him. Isn't but, that the worst when you feel bad for the? I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a good segue into our next story. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I have never kissed anybody with lip injections because back when I did make out with, I guess, only one girl, 
Um, it wasn't really popular because this was a long time ago. And then I've only ever kissed guys, and I have never kissed a guy with lip injections. That I would hope not. Be weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But some of the, yeah, some of these girls are very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some of them get the implants, so like they actually get something I heard put about in there. That. So it's like permanent, and that looks just. Really bizarre to me. It's because of Kylie Jenner. She started the whole. I know, and actually, I won't lie. I feel like hers look okay. Um, well, she needed them. Yeah, kind of. But some girl, I don't know. It works on some girls, and it doesn't work on others. Yeah. And also, too, I've noticed some girls will look really great in photos, and then you see them in real life, and it looks weird. Yeah. So it just it kind of depends. But so, well, whatever. You can get a lip flip without filling. Your lips out, so you mm-hmm. can just like flip your top lip up a little bit, so yeah. it makes it look yeah a little bit more natural. Just saying, yeah, yeah. But no, there's ways to like, do it which doesn't look like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, um, I just feel like a lot of people go over the top. Always, so it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, and also you too see I, other people, and you think it looks good, and then you do it on yourself, or you go to someone bad. And, yeah, and I think also too, like a lot of, and I don't think this just applies to adult models at all. I think it applies to anybody who spends a lot of time in front of the camera and is judged very heavily on their looks. They start to get that body dysmorphia mm-hmm. where they start to see like all these things that are wrong with them. I mean, I know that that kind of happened to me a little bit. So I used to have a show on Playboy TV called um, Adult Film School and I was the host of it. And uh, it ran for like three seasons. And I wasn't used to seeing myself on video um, because I'm used to being behind the camera. And I found that it was actually not healthy for me. I didn't, because I started to really fixate on the way that I looked. Mm-hmm. And um, all I could do when I was watching these videos would think about like, oh my God, I need like a chin job. I need like to get my lips done. Like I need, like I just started to fixate on all these things that were wrong with me. And um, it started to fuck with my head kind of a lot. And I'm glad that when the show, when they canceled the show, because I was just like, this is not healthy for me. Yeah, because I just, all I did was like look at what was wrong with me. And I think also too, because I've trained my eye to look for like the flaws in a photo so that I can fix them and I can try to make the best looking product that I can. But when you take that eye that's so attuned to perfection and you turn it inwards, it's not a good thing. No. I kind of had the opposite happen to me because I feel like there's so many bad pictures of me Mm -hmm. out there that I was like, oh, screw it. If I look like shit one more time, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Instead of, you know, trying to fix everything. Well, the thing is, is that like for you as a model, you don't have a lot of control over the final look. You know, that's up to the photographer. Um, But for me as the photographer, that's my job is to make the images look great. Um, So I had kind of trained my eye to, you know, look at pictures in a certain way and then when I started to look at myself in that way I was like ooh so yeah I just didn't well, just no more of that me. no more of that <laughs> even like watching myself in video on this podcast a lot of times I'm like oh god because it's like profile it has to I hate my profile it has okay. to be profile you like it just you know yeah because I don't like my jawline so like when I What's look at it your jawline? it's like I don't really have one <laughs> ooh what <laughs> Well, I have like, a, a butt chin. I used to like always. I know, but see, feel. I think it's really cute. I think oh. you're adorable, and I think like there's Thank nothing you. wrong with you. But you know, we're our own worst critic. Yeah, and I'm sure that people look at me and think I'm fine, and like I think feel you're like, fine. Thank you, and feel like she looks great. There's nothing wrong with her. But I could sit here like for an hour and tell you like all the things wrong with 
like my face and my body. But so I guess just don't look in the mirror anymore. Yeah, just I should <laughs> just just not pay any attention mirrors. to my look. Seriously. Don't brush my hair. Don't yeah, take a shower. Yeah. Don't put on makeup. Just it <laughs> doesn't matter. Terrible. <laughs> She's going all natural. Yeah. You know what's funny? My mom always says because you know my mom used to be a model, um, and she always says the only good thing about getting old is that along with your looks, your eyesight goes, so you can't really see yourself in the mirror very well, so you don't really notice how old you've gotten. Well, hey, <laughs> so maybe works, I should, I guess. yeah, maybe I should just stop don't wearing get, my contacts, yeah, and my glasses, just yep. so I can't see myself. Oh, <laughs> um. Okay, so you were back to you. Okay. Um, you're with Mark at ATMLA. So, yes. what was your first scene that you did? I did a scene for Hustler, just okay. a boy girl. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I just did How like a. It? it was kind of you know. I don't know if a scene ever came out because the guy had pre popped in. Um, what is it with you and making guys in, come immediately? In, in blowjob. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so, yeah, he had pre-popped in blowjob, <laughs> and um, it just, you know. It we went str- down str- from there. <laughs> he got it back up, but he kept pre-popping. Like, he kept, How many know, times did he come? Like, three times. Oh, my fucking God. And I was God. just like, you know, and they kept. You know once you know the crew's like cheering you on, like you're doing so good, like telling me that I'm yeah. doing good, and I'm just sitting there, and you know this guy's pre-popping. I know it's not clearly the guy thought you good, were doing good too because yeah, you kept making right? him come. No, I was terrible because I didn't give a um, a blowjob until my first scene. Wait, so in your life? Yeah, my whole entire life. So your so first sh- blowjob was in a scene. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so that scene never really. I still haven't seen that scene, and honestly, I don't think they're going to be able to like edit the pieces together because it just it was not good. Yeah. And then I shot another scene for Net Cam Video Girls or Net Video Girls or something like that. That was even worse because oh my god, my first couple scenes are so terrible. Because I didn't know how to give a blowjob, and they were like, you know, like, get on your knees. Well, I was like, I thought that that meant get into doggy, so I got around and faced, like, away from the guy, and they're like, what the, you know, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, can someone just please tell me, you know, we're going into blowjob, or, you know, something, because this is not going so well. Wow. But they like the scene, that scene got viewed, like, a million times in two weeks or something. Holy shit! But I did so bad. So probably, honestly, I mean, there's there is a kind of um, there is an audience that likes to see girls that are like new and don't really know what they're doing yeah. and that kind of thing. So you might have appealed to that, but also to you're super super cute and you were brand new, so that also makes sense. I think it was because I truly didn't, like I wasn't faking that I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And it was one of those casting couch things. So right. I mean, even though it wasn't a real casting couch, like I wasn't getting tricked into doing anything, I still... Like didn't know what It was kind of real. Yeah. So, you know, I, it just, I think it ended well-ish, but not. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. So, like, how many scenes did you have to do until you, like, finally figured out how to, like, give a blowjob? I was, I have a really good friend, and he, 
he shot a lot of my first couple of scenes and he was like, what? Like, you are so bad at blowjobs. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I understand that you're supposed to suck on it, but like, you know, like how? Besides, yeah. Yeah. So it took me, it took me a while to, you know, I mean, it took me a long time to, you know, get good at I, I was going to say, did he offer to you, like, no, let you practice no, no, on no, him? No, He's no, like, let I, me help you, Elsa. <laughs> Out of the goodness of my own heart, I'm going to teach you how to give a blowjob, and we're just going to keep practicing until you know what you're doing. Mick shot my third scene. Mick Blue? Mick Blue for okay. Zero Tolerance. And okay. I remember, because I had never been with a guy that was uncut, and I was like, shit, I'm going to like rip his foreskin off because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So I like looked at him, and I was like, hey, I don't know how to like suck your dick. So he <laughs> sat there, and he showed me how Aww. to. So that was sweet, I guess. And now he makes com- a really nice guy. Yeah, and now he compliments my blowjobs and tells me that I'm I'm really good at them, so. <laughs> but it took some time. Really, that's amazing. Research too. I just like looked up, you know, blowjob scenes and whatever, and I just paid attention to what they were doing because I, like I didn't that. understand that whole spit situation. Yeah. Because in my mind, that didn't really make sense. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, have a lot of spit going on and yeah. whatever. I re- I've learned a lot about sex from the adult entertainment industry myself, and I remember um, watching. I think it was Taylor or Taylor Rain scene, like we were while we were shooting it, and she was getting like the cock to gag the back of her throat because there, when you when you gag on a cock, it brings up like this phlegmy kind of spit that's like at the back of your throat, and it's a better lubricant than just your regular spit, and it kind of like gets like more fluid going in your mouth, so you're able to lubricate the penis more, and so you're able to give like a sloppier blowjob and we all know that sloppier blowjobs are better blowjobs so right. I remember like learning that from porn and being like oh okay that makes sense and then like practicing that at home myself and now I'm like now I'm a pro yeah now you're like gagging all the time yeah 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 <laughs> but now I don't really have much of a I'm not a good deep throater but now I my gag reflex isn't there anymore just because mm-hmm. it's just not and well you practice and you learn to, to open your throat yeah yeah I think I need to get my tonsils taken out though because the back of my throat is really square. Because I can only like deep throat in certain positions and I try to like really open it up, but yeah. it's just like square. Square. It yeah. So you need to like, I would love that if you just went to a doctor, you're like, hey, I need to get my tonsils out because I've been trying. I can't deep throat very well. So. I've been trying to get strep a couple more times just so, because <laughs> they'll take it out if you get strep a lot. So. Trying to do well, it. just go to the AVN show a couple more times, I know, I know, and yeah. I'm sure that you'll end up getting strep throat, and yep. then you can have an excuse to give your tonsils out, and then you can finally win that best blowjob scene I that know, I know right? you've been after. <laughs> That'd be crazy if I won a best oral. Yeah, after sucking so badly. Think sucking. Oh, yeah, sucking right. So badly. <laughs> oh, the jokes are just forever. Oh my god. Um wow, that's hilarious. You know, it surprises me. It's interesting how people can come into the porn industry and actually learn about them and like how it can be this place where you can learn so much about sex and so much about yourself and kind of do it in a safe environment. I remember Nicole Aniston told me that she had never masturbated before she'd done porn. And so like she really learned about herself in porn and also Akira said the same thing. So 
It really she never com- masturbated? No, that she just didn't like know what she liked in porn. Oh. She didn't know that she liked being submissive. She didn't know like what she liked and she learned so much about herself in porn because it's, you know, it's kind of like a safe environment. You're, mm-hmm. you know, with people that you trust for the most part. Usually you work with like a lot of the same guys. Um, you know, it's a small community and you can really like explore what you like and what you don't like and you're free to say yes or no to certain things and there's there's a lot of communication that happens about sex and porn that doesn't happen in real life, you know, because like for me, before I started seeing it, and if there are performers that haven't worked together, be like, okay, tell each other your do's and your don'ts. Like, right. I like being slapped in the face. I don't like being slapped in the face. Don't choke me. Don't spit on me, but I'm okay being spanked. Like, whatever. And then sometimes, too, you know, I don't know if you ever do this, but I'll tell girls, like, if they're kind of new or maybe, um, you know, they don't know their, 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 uh, counterpart so well I'll be like you know what you can do is you can kind of like tap them on the thigh or something where the camera can't see it if they're going too hard or something like that that's what I was taught they'll know to slow down yeah yeah when I first got in they they uh you kind of I don't know like a guy should be able to read your body language so if I'm like you know something and I'm tapping you then yeah you know they usually and if not then you just like kind of scoot away yeah, and then or go you can back to you know. Yeah, or you can call cut. You can yeah. be like, "Hey, hold on a second. But it's just interesting because we never do that in our real life. You know, no. like when you start having sex with someone, you don't sit down and say, "Like, okay, this is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with." And I mean, granted, that's kind of an awkward conversation to have with somebody, and it kind of maybe kills the romance. But there's something that's really great about that because then. It, it can allow for a much more comfortable sexual experience because everybody's right. different, you know what I mean? And of like course. everybody likes different things. And um, I don't know, sometimes I just wish that we could communicate better in real life like we do in porn. There's something to oh, be said yeah. for that. Because I, I mean, I used to never give blowjobs. I was always in cowgirl. Like I used to just like, this is how I would have sex. Mm-hmm. Go in, no foreplay, mm-hmm. get on top and then done. Like yeah. no switching around and yeah. Yeah. having and, actual fun. And have you learned like that there's a certain position or a certain thing that you like that you didn't know before you got into porn? Yeah, I used to never do spoon or like I love to lay on my stomach. Mm-hmm. So what is that, lazy doggy? Yeah. That's my favorite, so... But you learned that from being in porn because you had never really done that position before. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I always switch my favorite position, I guess. Interesting. Before I used to like doggy. Now I'm, you know, I'm not so much a doggy fan. Hmm. Like I don't know. <laughs> Every day it's something new that I like. I'm yeah. like, Oh, spoon's my favorite position today. Cowgirl is, or yeah. The only thing that. You definitely, at least for me, I never did in my personal life, was reverse. Oh, God. Every girl hates reverse cowgirl. I don't Because it's just basically it. like you it's have just, to just do squats. It's so it's like weird so to me. It's uncomfortable. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah. It's so weird to like flip around and then like squat and then the person's just laying down and you, yeah. you know, do you look back at the person? Because. You can't really because the camera's right there, yeah. so they want to see your face, and it's, it's literally really disconnected. Yeah, literally, reverse cowgirl was created for porn. It's so that you can show your body off to the viewer. Like nobody, I feel like in real life, really does that. Like scissoring, but you know, in yeah. lesbian scenes, yeah, like yeah. no, like real girls actually scissor. You don't think? 
I don't think so. I'm going to ask a true, true lesbian. I've talked to a lot of lesbians. They and don't scissor. Pretty much everyone has said that they don't scissor. I'm sh- okay. there's look, there's exceptions to everything, but across the board, most girls are like, no, dude, that's fucking stupid. Maybe with a toy, if you put like a Hitachi. Yeah, yeah, toy, yeah, 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 yeah. That I would, would be different, that. I think. But just the plain old scissoring, it's usually like not, no. not a thing. People are not into it. The porn, you know, <laughs> fantasy or <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> so, um, so one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here was not just because you're so adorable and cute, and um, I've mm-hmm. had a couple people request you. Um, but I remember the last time we shot, I was in a super grumpy mood, which apparently I hid really well, according to you. Yeah. But um, you told me this story that had me like crying with laughter. And um, it actually like seriously made my day because it was such a good story and it was so funny. And I remember like after you told me the story and we started shooting and I kept like giggling about it. Like I just couldn't like stop thinking about it. So um, can you tell? Our audience, this uh, this story, and this is a yeah. great behind the scenes story because this is a very unusual occurrence, and this is just a great example of like the weird shit that happens on set. Sometimes I tend to have not bad experiences, but I tend to have weird experiences on set because I don't think out of you know a lot of people in the industry, I've had quite a few like just awkward mm-hmm. type of situations. But I was on set, and it was out in Las Vegas. So usually when you Shoot in Las Vegas, you get on like a six thirty seven a.m. flight, so it's right. early, super early. You're up at three, you know. Mm-hmm. You're in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I land, and then I was doing a boy, girl, 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 three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I said that right. Anyways, the male talent, he was very cocky, and he came in, and the first thing he said to us is, "You guys are gonna get my dick hard today." Which, I mean... You're like, yeah, that's the point. Right. <laughs> I've never really had to, like, if a guy needs extra help or whatever, you know, like, and to get in the mood, like, whatever, but I've never had someone, like, come up and, like, say that. You know, it's kind of just already, you just already are going to get the person hard because you're yeah. going to have sex. So, whatever. So, I was turned off. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that for you. Do you think that, so. did it sound like he said that in a way of, like... To prove a, he did it to like prove a point. Like he said that he was tired because he got on the eleven o'clock flight, okay. and since he was tired, that he didn't want to work. He didn't want to jack himself off to get himself hard. Oh, so we were gonna after we were already exhausted too. We're gonna sit on our knees and we're gonna get work overtime to get him hard because he felt like he was more tired than us. Oh, okay, okay. So that was already... That's already like kind of a shitty attitude to come in with. Right. And like it just does not turn you on, you know, to like hear stuff like that. Yeah. But the two other girls were new and I was just like, which I was kind of new too, but I was like, no, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, bye. (laughs) Then we're doing like intro and you know the dialogue and stuff and he kept coming in even though it wasn't part of his like he he wasn't supposed to be in the scene and getting his dick sucked by the two other girls I'm like hey stop doing that because you're gonna pre-pop and I was always taught that you're not sucking someone's dick three hours before the actual scene because they get too aroused and the scene's over in five minutes. I've yeah. had a lot of pre-pops. And apparently, and, yes, you've had a lot my, of experience Yeah, with that. and I don't want to do it today. I'm, I'm Everyone's tired. 
kept coming in, you know, I just ignored it. Then we go and like, get- wait, okay, so when would he come in to get his dick sucked? Because you guys are doing like dialogue. So, like, when they're like repoing the so- cameras or yes, something, yes, so- he'd just walk in. I- I'd be so fucking pissed if someone did that on my set. I was in, you know, I feel like sometimes the, the directors and stuff, they don't want to say stuff to the male talent and like throw them off in a yeah, way. That's so, they- absolutely true. They kind of they ignore a lot, you know, mm-hmm. until we say something or yeah. you know you bring it up. But it was a VR, so you know, there's a lot of like switching the cameras around mm-hmm. and whatever. So they would go to switch the cameras around. He would run in and then like try to get his dick sucked and then run away. And then <laughs> I'm like, it has nothing to do with you. Like, please just you know, it's just <laughs> five just minutes. This like, guy, like running in, seriously? getting his dick sucked, running out of the set like a little fucking cartoon character. It was so weird to me. So then. We go to do the actual sex scene, and I get in first position. Mm-hmm. I do two, literally two pumps, and he comes inside of me. <laughs> but when he's coming, he's screaming like, "Ah!" You know, like panicking as he's. And I'm like, "What is going on here?" Like I'm so, so I'm like squatting over top of him. I'm like, "Wait, what's, you know, like." He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, he was like screaming. I'm like, what's going on? You know, so then I quick get off and he's like, you know, there's like come everywhere and whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. So my heart like sank because I was like, this is going to be such a long day because we couldn't even get two pumps. And so then he's like, you know, panicking, and then he's asking the director, did I do good, did I do good? And he's like, no, you didn't, you know, you're you, pre-pop. You came after two pumps, you did not do good. Yeah, so then we go try to shoot some more, and he's soft because he already came. Right. Then he screams at me, he goes, Elsa, I'm looking at you to get my dick hard, and like, you're not getting my dick hard, and oh blaming me that he's pre-pop. So I'm like, I freak out, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, go to the bathroom, go fix yourself. You know, like, <laughs> and I don't usually, this is the only time I've had to like talk to a talent like this, but I was so pissed because I was right. Yeah. So I'm like, go to the bathroom, go fix yourself. Don't talk to me like that. Don't talk to anyone else like that just because you fucked up. Yeah. You were the one who fucked up. Apologize to everyone. Yeah. So Running goes, in and getting your dick sucked during the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, he fucked up, and I told you know, and I was kind of mad at the other girls because like, if you would have just like acknowledged what I said, you know, everyone's like, yeah, behind now. Anyway, so he's crying, like crying, he's, like crying, you know, like, like crying, crying, he's like, like ah, she's yelling at me. <laughs> he's like goes into like a corner right but we're all in the living room so I'm just laying on the floor you know minding my own business and I'm like hearing him cry and then I get like on I hear I look over and you know he has his phone on speaker mommy he called his mom yes mommy (laughs) on speakerphone it was his mom and his dad on a three-way call Mommy, she's yelling at me, and I, you know, can't get my dick hard. And she is, you know, she screamed at me. So I'm like, oh my god, like my fucking vagina is so dry right now. Like, how am I supposed to get through this day? And then there's a girl, like she crawls over to him, trying to suck his dick as he's shaking in the corner, crying to his mom and getting his dick sucked. And then his mom's like, "Don't listen to her, son. You could get your dick hard." You know? It was so disgusting. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm looking around, you know, like, "Oh wow, this is really what's 
happening. That's so insane. It was so stressful <laughs> be there. I mean, like, so, I mean, I, you know, I have a, I mean, fuck, do my parents work in the porn industry? And I feel like I have some pretty open conversations with them, but that would never happen. You would never, while you're trying to get your, yeah. Card, you would never call your parents for like encouragement, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that like everyone, you know, thought the same. Cause it was really awkward for me. So did he eventually get his dick hard? Not really. We basically had to do like a softcore VR scene. Oh my god. So it was a struggle and then he ended up like I don't know if he like pissed on our faces for the Pop or he, you know, because he like came when he was soft and it was clear. So I think, anyways, it was just like a really like awkward, you know, day and yeah. Okay, okay, wait a minute. So, so he had so the cum shot. He was soft, and it was, and it seemed like it was urine because it was clear and like it was clear and like wet. Yeah. And like, like, not like, like a thicker. It wasn't, I mean, obviously, you know what cum looks like. Yeah, right. So you think that maybe he just peed on you guys because yeah, he couldn't come. on her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he couldn't get any cum. He's like, like, fuck it, I'll just piss on him. Yeah. Nobody's going to know the difference. Um, it was, and then we were trying to like do, you know, before that, we were trying to do the sex scene and. <sighs> He would get hard for like two seconds, right? But then I was so grossed out that literally, like, my vagina was like just shutting, like, like <laughs> shutting down. Yeah, it was like, er, you know, like, no. And I'm trying to, like, <laughs> not clench down. Cause I don't know if you ever get that. Like, if you don't want to, like, necessarily uh, have sex with someone. Yeah, I mean, I was vagina, married, so I can relate. <laughs> your, yeah, so your vagina, like, it will close up almost. Yeah. Again. Yeah, so that's what mine was doing. Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> and then, okay, so after that, you put him on your no list, right? I did. And didn't he keep harassing your agent? Yeah, he kept asking my agent if he was still because I, a lot of the times, sometimes you don't get you know who you're working with, or you know guys can replace other guys. So yeah, sometimes you don't know who you're working with until the night before, right? But he, I won't, I won't work with him. Yeah. So sometimes I'll get my information and it's him. I'm like, oh, like, can no. you guys find someone new? So he was losing a lot of work and we ended up getting booked a lot together. I just won't do it. So mm-hmm. I think by him calling my agent and trying to get me to get him off my no list, you know, was yeah. a way for him to, cause he was like, we need to get past this whole no list situation. And I was like, Ugh. No, we like, don't. No, we don't. I don't want to. Like, <laughs> and you said that you've heard that he's done the same kind of thing with other talent, right? Yes, I heard they did it on a couple because I brought it up to a couple other people, and they knew exactly who I was talking about, and he did similar stuff. Like called on, his parents. Called his parents. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah. That is yeah. so weird. And then the one girl, because I guess she was friends with him, she was like. You know, like he has really bad anxiety, and anxiety is like not funny, right? But right. if you have that bad anxiety that you're crying and shaking in the corner, like I just feel like you should be on something to 
or maybe regulate it or not do in front of the camera isn't the right job for you. Right. Because this is not like this job is not for everybody. And especially for male talent, it's really difficult. Like it is, there's very few guys that can perform this job and do it well on a consistent basis. And that's why like there's a very small pool of male talent that's like top tier male talent. That's why you see a lot. That work every day. That work every day. That's why you see a lot of times like, you know, Avian and Expa's like male performer of the year. A lot of times it's the same dude. Mm-hmm. Because like it's a very you know you know us girls like really all we need to do is like open our legs and like squirt some lube down there and yeah. then we're good. But like the guys actually have to perform. They have to get their dick hard and under all kinds of stressful situations. Maybe it's cold out. Maybe you don't feel well. Maybe you're not vibing with the girl. Whatever it may mm-hmm. be. So you know for the guys they really have to be able to get themselves into like. This headspace where they can they can do this on a regular basis, and there's very few people that can do that. Oh, yeah. So you know, I think like as a guy, if you can't make it in this business, I don't think that you should take that, you know, to mean that you're even a bad lover, you know, under normal situations, or that you're not worthy, or you're a bad person, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a very specific job that only very specific people can do, and um, most guys can't do it. Like ninety nine percent of guys, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of guys, yeah. Oh my god, guys totally think they can. Like again, my show, Adult Film School. So the whole premise of the show was that we took amateur couples that had never ever had sex on camera before, and we shot them in like this dream sex scene that they would come up with, right? So these guys would come to set and they would be all cocky and they'd be like, yeah, I'm totally going to fuck the shit out of my wife or my girlfriend. Like, you know, because we have sex all the time at home and for three, I love when they're like, I can fuck for hours straight. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not cool on set because everyone has like a time, but it's, it's not even like, and the thing is, is that it's, it's a different environment. And when you're on set and you've got all these people looking at you and all these people and you, you feel the weight of the expectations Mm -hmm. of the people in the room on you because, you know, usually we're shooting at a location that um, is charging by the hour. Right. Everybody wants to fucking go home. You know, they want to do the job. They want to go home. They don't want to be on set all day. And like all the pressure is literally on you as the guy, not only to be able to perform well, keep your dick hard, stop and start, stop and start, open up, work under unfavorable conditions, but you also have to be able to come on cue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not two hours because I think so many people I talk to, they're like, yeah, I can fuck, you know, or I can come multiple times. I'm like, it's all about being able to do it under direction. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um so when I did the show like these guys at the beginning they'd be like yeah yeah I can totally do this and then I you know like 85% fail rate like just yeah. could not do it and then just to see like how humiliated they would become during the process because we'd have to keep stopping it was it was awful like it made me feel really bad for them yeah. because I was just like you know, and I would always like, I'd have to have this talk with them before the scene and be like, look, just so you know, if you're not able to perform, it's okay. Um, that's okay. That happens to a lot of guys. And we can always shoot like a soft core scene, you know, and, and we'll turn it into that. And they'll be like, yeah, no, I'll be fine. No problem. I'm like, okay. Right. And a lot of times they wouldn't be able to. And we'd have to shoot this soft core scene, but it was kind of, 
it was humiliating for them and their girlfriends, you could see, or their girlfriends or their wives would be actively frustrated because like we're, we, I need to make them to pretend like they're having hot sex. And you know that all he's doing is like flapping his soft penis yeah. against her butt. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I know Listed because I was married to a performer for like three months mm-hmm. and I know Listed, my own husband. Yeah. Because we just couldn't have on, Set yeah. sex. Yeah, it's I mean, different we get at home all yep. the time, but yeah, definitely not in front of the camera together because it just it's it not just the same. It's not the same. Yeah, I mean, I had Bridget B on the podcast, and her husband is Marcus Dupree, right. who just won Male Performer of the Year. And you know, I've never actually that's not true. I did shoot with him for Joanna Angel's Gangbang, but you've probably worked with him. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, and he's like a solid performer, mm-hmm. and you know, he's he's. Apparently, from what I've heard, he's great. Um, but Bridget won't work with him in a scene. And Bridget's awesome. She's an incredible performer. And she won't work with him in a scene because she just said that like they just don't work well together on set. They have different styles and it doesn't work for them. Yeah. So, you know, that and makes sense. Got, you know, whoever you're with, he's trying to do the stuff that, you know, at home that you usually do. And it's just not, yeah. you know, it's not just cool all the time. Yeah. I was on set once and... The male performer asked me if I wanted to go on a date with him. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, sorry, I'm married." Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. we can have fun. Mm-hmm. And he refused. He went home because he felt like I did not want to have a you know a vibe with him, or I didn't want to try to be his girlfriend. Okay, wait. So, so he asked you out on a date before your scene. So we do like we did. A lot of, because part of the scene was you had to do a lot of the blowjob outside and we were losing light. So mm-hmm. we did that blowjob part and the intro stuff. So we already did like some sex stuff mm-hmm. outside and we go upstairs to do the sex sales. And as we're going up, he was like, You want to go out on a date with me? And I was like, No, you know, I'm married, but thanks for the offer. He was like, What? You're married? You know, how are you going to be married? And then it was so weird to me. I was like, what are you talking about? So, like, 80% of the people are in a relationship. I actually barely know anyone that's not in a relationship yeah. in the industry. Yeah. So, I don't want to go on a date with you. And that's super inappropriate for you to ask me and try to pressure me into going on a date with you. Yeah. So, we're going upstairs, and then he talks to the director. He's like, I, I can't do it because she's refusing to have a connection. I'm like, what do you want for me to have a connection with you? Because I don't know you that well. So tell me what your favorite things are. You know, you want to fist up your ass something to get the day <laughs> going. You know, I will do just about anything for you. Yeah. So he's like, we go to do the sex sales and I'm trying to like get him hard. He's like hitting my hand off, you know, so I'm not getting him hard and stuff. So I'm like, all right, what do you want? He's like, oh, I just I need to go into the other room. So he packs his stuff and acts like he's on a smoke break, but leaves. He's and then like, also tweets that, you know, I refuse to have a connection with him and that I suck. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. God damn it. All because, and I was so, my feelings were hurt that he didn't want to have sex with me. I'm like, you could, we could just have sex. Yeah, we you know, but he wanted to like date. Date, you. That's yeah, isn't weird. it weird? That's like super we random. get to have sex and paid for it, and you don't want to do that. Yeah, you'd rather go on on a date because I'm like so 
That's so, so funny. weird to me. Yeah, because most guys only want to take you on a date to so they can you. have sex with you. Yeah. And then like that's the only reason that they want to pay for things, but you're actually getting paid to have sex with her. So yes. like you get to do it backwards. Like you don't have to do the whole date thing. Like he I could th- not get past it. That is crazy. Yeah. He must have obviously just felt like super rejected and he has such a fragile ego that yeah. he like couldn't do the scene after that. Something. So did the director bring in somebody else? No, because it was already so late in the day and we needed sunlight and we flew out to... I have bad luck with Las Vegas, so... Oh my God. If I was that director, I would have fucking lost it. Yeah, but you know how Las Vegas... um, I don't know if you shoot there, but there's not that many... Never. You would have to fly someone out. Yeah, to shoot there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hate Vegas. No offense to people who live in Vegas. It's not my thing. There's not that many talents out there. There's quite a few, but they're all usually working or, you know. So that's like so much money that these people spent on the scene and everybody had to fly out there. And this guy had to take... Wardrobe, because the wardrobe, everything was provided that day. Location, you know. And this guy got his ego hurt because you wouldn't go on a date with him. And he just basically cost that company thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. And you're the one who sucks. Because you were married and you wouldn't go on a date with him. Jesus fucking Christ. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I have, yeah, sometimes I have some bad luck with. It's it's kind of inevitable. I mean, everybody's got their bad days. When you work with so many different people, you're going to end up with with not so good ones. But this is good, you know. I always like to hear these stories because because you'll tell me the names later. We won't talk about right, them later. right. <laughs> because then I know I'm like I will not book these people well, I, because I don't I do not want to put yeah, up with that bullshit. The, that story he's not in anymore. So yeah, sounds like it. Obviously, yeah. You it's won't last long in this industry if you pull that bullshit because no. everybody talks. No, I was talking to Prince not too long ago, and he was saying how. This was a long time ago, but he had asked someone out on a date, the girl that he was working with when he was new. And she goes, oh, honey, no one told you it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, we don't, like, date yeah. around and, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe sometimes if you're both single, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when this one performer got into the industry, <clears throat> um, and he's still in and he's very, very successful, but he would always want to send the girls flowers afterwards. I think I know who because you're you think about. I know what I'm talking about yeah. because he thought like it was this grand romantic gesture, and he's French. I and, know exactly. Who you're and I was about. like, Nah, they don't. They don't actually want that. Mm-mm. They they just want to have sex with you and go home to their own lives. And he was like so insistent at the beginning. He's like, No, I want you know, show my appreciation. I'm like, Show your appreciation yeah. by keeping your dick hard and coming on time and letting yeah. everybody go home and at a nice. decent hour and being nice. Like they don't want to get flowers from you afterwards. No. Like it's not about that. And um, he de- he doesn't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, no, he still does because I worked oh, with him not too long ago, and he had <laughs> brought me flowers. And I okay, I can't bring flowers home. You know, if I'm in a relationship, I'm not going to bring flowers home from yeah. another guy. Like yeah. whether whatever reason you're trying to, yeah, you know, yeah. So I was. I Uber and I was throwing them out the window and I didn't realize that he was behind me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're yeah, just breaking like, everybody's hearts. I know, I know. <laughs> and he was like, had texted me like, you know, what are you doing with the flowers? And I was like, oh, I'm throwing them back to you. You know, like I'm trying to. Here's your flowers. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that is amazing. 
Wow. But he still does it. He still does it? He, yeah. I think he tries to like be, you know, you just don't need to bring flowers. I yeah, don't know. You, just you just don't. He's a beautiful. Bring me a coffee or something if you want to, you know, yeah. bring. Yeah, there you something. go. I guess yeah. that's nice or whatever. Yeah. Just but. bring your beautiful face, your chiseled yeah. abs, and your awesome dick. Yeah. Because he's got all of those things. Like, right. We don't need flowers from you. No. You're like, he, you as yourself, you are enough. Right. Just by yourself. Right. <laughs> That's a very rare, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Piece, He's one of like the best looking guys in the industry. He is, yeah. For sure. So he doesn't need to do extra stuff. No, and... he doesn't. He doesn't. Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's funny. Well, also, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. All of the stories are just so great. And wow, you, you've definitely had some experiences after only being in the industry for like three years. So yeah. I can't wait to hear what. <laughs> not a year. Yeah, I know. I can't, not a year. Can't wait to hear what stories you're going to have like 10 years from now. Jesus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully only a positive. <laughs> So can you tell everybody where they can find you online if they want to look you up on social media? So my uh, Twitter is Elsa Jean Triple X and my Instagram is Elsa Jean Official. And I do have a Snapchat, but it's usually just my dog. So it's Elsa X Jean. Uh, and I do some cooking videos on there. But so <laughs> <laughs> to follow me on there, it's kind of boring, but. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times guys really like that like personal glimpse into your life and to see what you are they do. as a person as opposed to just like, you know, somebody in a sex scene. So right. I find that guys tend to like that. They love it. They'll pay extra and everything just to, you know, see yeah. pictures of my dog. So Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love dogs, so I'll follow I love you. Pug. On it. Aw, how yeah. cute. Yeah, she's terrible, brave, but <laughs> And guys, you can find me at Holly Randall on Twitter and Instagram. Also, my website, hollyrandall.com. And if you want to support this podcast, which I would appreciate so much, um, go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you can watch these interviews live. And also, I have other giveaways, like my photo books. Um, I had also signed some 4 by 6 prints for some of my patrons and other kinds of cool prizes. So thank you all so much and make sure that you come back next week. Bye guys. (laughs) Well, that was freaking hilarious. I'm still like giggling over that whole story that she had about um, the guy who called his mom (laughs) while, um, you know, he couldn't get his dick hard. I just thought that was so incredibly bizarre. And then uh, some of the other stories that she's had and that she's been through, I mean, I, you know, if you sitting across from her looking at her, you can see why she makes guys come early because she's so pretty and she's so cute. But um, that girl is so funny and I thoroughly enjoyed those stories and I really hope that you guys did too. Next week on the show, I have porn superstar Tori Black. I am so excited to have her on. I actually did one of her very first shoots when she first started and I'm telling you, I could tell from the start this girl was going to be a big star. She's actually just returned to doing boy-girl scenes after a long hiatus, so I'm really excited to talk to her about why she took the time off, why she's back, and what her plans are for the future. So make sure that you tune in next week for Holly Randall Unfiltered with Tori Black.